0: You ready? Yep. How about you? Yep. Start it up.
1: Welcome to episode 18.3, Band Talk, brought to you by the Big Red Band. Each week, the guys address all angles of one topic with cultural relevance. This week, they talk about their recurring favorite, Elon Musk. How did he get where he is now? What's the deal with SpaceX? And how do you get one of those Teslas? All the answers and plenty more. Welcome to
2: The Big Red Van. Alright everybody, we're bringing you a van top that I'm super, super, van top, van top I'm super excited about, brought to you by 5Gum, right? 5Gum, Five 5Gum. Five Brought to you by the cobalt blue flavor only of 5Gum and an authorized sponsorship of 5Gum. Yeah, so, we're getting sued. You know, your breath stinks. You got any 5Gum?
0: <laughs> I actually do. The blue kind? Oh, for sure.
2: Holster? Yep. Hell yeah. Let's do this. Van top, brought to you Van by 5Gum. Five 5Gum. Five All right, this one is going to be on Mr. Thurrr, Elon Musk. Oh, yeah. This is going to be fun and informative like shit. I mean, we are coming at three different angles. Not even going to tell them to you. You're going to find out things about Elon Musk you probably know and a lot that you don't. So, Malcolm, historian. So,
0: you know, I always talk about the history back in my day of Elon Musk. <laughs> oh, All right, so Homeboy was born on June 28, 1971. For some reason... He's not really responsive as a three year old kid, and his parents happen to think he's deaf. So, what do his they parents just, do?
1: At three, they think he's deaf.
0: Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is this word pronounced adenoids or adenoids? Adenoids. Adenoids. adenoids.
1: Yeah. Get them removed.
2: Okay. They're adenoids, I thought were in your throat, yeah, though. They are. Yeah. Okay.
1: Typically, if you're getting your tonsils removed, they'll also remove those. Take as them well.
2: adenoids, too.
1: Yeah.
0: That's well, just a fun fact for you That happens at age 3 They don't think he's that responsive Because he's not answering them I guess Then they like, get rid
2: of his adenoids and he's fine
0: Yeah, he's still fine
2: Aliens confirmed
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Illuminati confirmed
2: yeah.
0: yeah, pretty much All right. Kid ends up reading 10 hours per day On his own 10 hours per day Around the age 7 When he gets to about 8 years old Elon gets bored Because all of his books are gone He's read them all Mm-hmm. all the ones that he's had and he decides he's going to go through the whole encyclopedia britannica at aj <laughs> reads all of it every last bit of it that's my kind so, of kid right there yeah i get- getting
2: macy's ad- adenoids taken uh, out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like tomorrow <laughs> right now
0: he gets bullied a lot in school it may just be because he knows so much about everything and no one wants to compare themselves to elon because elon's answering all the questions in class
1: what a nerd
0: <laughs> elon does another thing that's really cool you have you ever heard of the language thing basic i believe it's yeah, for yeah. computer whatnot mm-hmm. um takes you about six months tech um typically to complete all of the training on that and learn yeah all you're about talking it. about
1: back when he was younger yes like dos basic coding or whatever is what you're talking about him learning
0: yeah took him three nights to do it all (laughs) i said six months took him three nights so he what does he do with all that information he ends up making his own video game called blaster and sells it for about 500 all right time passes Uh, uh, did you what age was that that's before I Early teens. Early teens, he's yeah. making a video game. Yeah. Got it. When he gets a little bit o- older, after his parents have divorced, he decides to go live with his mom and other relatives in Canada. And that's where he bounces from job to job. Um, ends up shoveling dirt for about $18 an hour. You wouldn't imagine Elon Musk doing that.
1: Actually, but. I would. Shoveling dirt for $18 yeah. an hour? Yes. Where was that job when I was, like, in high school? Hell yeah. <laughs> right? I would... Guarantee you shovel dirt for eighteen dollars an hour. Yeah, in a boiler
0: room, (laughs) eighteen an hour. I would do it honestly.
1: Shoot,
2: in a boiler room though? Uh, No, no thanks. (laughs) Nah, I still would.
1: In a boiler room, it's only about eighty five. But people
2: like Elon Musk, of course, they come from a background like that. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, no, super hardships. Of course, respect. Yeah, yeah, for
0: sure. sure. Another thing he does while he's in Canada is start selling computers out of his own dorm room. So when he finally goes to college. And he later on graduates with a degree in economics and physics um, because he was a double major.
2: So then... Not engineering? No. Hmm.
1: It almost sounds like a precursor, like he was looking at his own future like, I'm going to rule the world, so I should at least take a major in economics <laughs> so that I'm good at it. <laughs> like, you know
0: what I mean? I already know the other
1: stuff. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't need to major in engineering. Let me learn
0: supply and demand real no. quick. Well,
1: physics is the law of everything. If you are an expert in physics, you can, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that very loosely, but know much more than anyone else could.
0: Yeah, like the background to all science, right? pretty much, for sure. So in 1995, that's when he decides to start another um, bit of coding. called. He calls it ZIP2, and he does that with his brother. I didn't write his brother's name down. Oh, it's Kimball, I believe. Anyways, but the two of them make that game except Elon does all the coding for it. He ends up selling that later on, four years later, for twenty two million dollars.
1: Oh, what game? Zip two. Hmm.
0: Never played it. Twenty two million dollars in ninety five. I know. For in a between video game. in the in between that time though, his father did give him twenty eight thousand dollars to start um whatever he was wanting to start, and he ends up investing $3 million. so Elam's on the right track because this all leads to him coming up with X.com which is an online bank with his own money. And so that's
2: what the $3 million investment was for? Yes. To back this bank?
0: Pretty much. Okay. And I, I'm sure the $22 million helped out with that too. Somewhere down the line. But he ends up, the bank ends up being super successful and competes against this other company called Confinity. But later on, they end up merging. The Confinity happens to be co-founded by two different people, Peter and Max. Peter actually is a billionaire and invested in Facebook, while Max helped... Um, and also... Heard of that one before. Also oh. works with a firm, so they're big into that kind of stuff, too. But they ended up merging the two companies and came up with the name PayPal. So there that's where PayPal comes from. What two companies? Confinity and X.com. You're going to notice that Elon Musk is connected to the letter X with a lot of his <laughs> different companies and... Mm-hmm everything that he comes up with Hmm. but yeah he ends up going moving to la to be closer to the space industry this is shortly after he has the ce i guess cto of paypal he ends up getting the boot and they kick him out elon musk is loyal so he's still investing into the company um but he moves to la to get closer to the space industry travels to russia because he finds rockets very significant so he wants to learn how to build one finds out it's really expensive but this leads him down the path of spacex yeah hayden wants to talk about
1: spacex was obviously his biggest first venture after he started to get his money Mm -hmm. so in 2001 elon came up with this idea that he wanted to do called the Mars Oasis and it was a plan to land a greenhouse on Mars that had like freeze-dried seeds in it and then a little capsule of water and then it was a self-contained greenhouse and what his goal was was to get plants to grow on Mars like launch it to Mm -hmm. Mars and it would be the first organic life that we've ever sent that lived to another place and it would be a big huge ordeal and the whole idea behind that was not for for the scientific implications, yes, but also just to spark humanity's reinterest in space and how cool space is and some of the things that NASA can do. Popularize it. Exactly. And he thought that he'd get it
2: with Mars.
1: Right. Right. So he didn't end up doing that thing because what he what he actually realized was The problem isn't getting, because the whole point of doing something like that as a stunt is to get the voters in line with NASA and say, yeah, we really need more NASA so that NASA's budget can get raised. Get the people in office that will give NASA more money. And that's what they really want out of all that. But what he came to realize was it's way too expensive to do the things that he was thinking just by a simple budget increase. That's not going to do it even if they gave him an extra few billion dollars a year it's not going to cut it so what is going to cut it is how do you make going to space more affordable is where he went mhm so malcolm you just said he went to russia mhm yeah so he went to russia and tried to find tried to buy ICBMs from russia to use as his like model rockets to essentially do what he wants to do with these rockets and
2: ICBM intercontinental ballistic missile. That is correct. Okay. That's what that stands for. Okay.
1: But Russia, like, to get a little bit more detailed to it, like Russia, like, gave him the stiff arm. They're like, no, no, we're not going to give it to you. Like, this is without the the weapon inside. We're talking about just the rocket part of it. Just for the yeah, they, they don't come with like a nuclear warhead sure. on the yeah, tip yeah, yeah. of it. <laughs> but anyway, so they not they, on the open market. Yeah, they like stiff arm him on the rockets, Elon. They basically tell him to go home, and so he goes home. So he gets stiffed on the rockets and they tell him to go home. So Elon, he's like, Oh man, that sucks. So a company eventually does reach out to him. They're like, We'll sell you one for eight million dollars. And he's And like, this
2: is just a model of one so that he can get an idea how to build his own. No, rocket? it's like
1: the full functioning rocket, obviously but with no weapon in it. Like we're talking about the the engine itself. Okay. Okay, unlaunched. He they offer it to him for eight million dollars and he's like, Are you freaking kidding me? No, it's too expensive. For sure. Not going to happen. And so he goes home, doesn't buy a rocket. So Elon, being Mr. Technical, I can figure things out, he decides to go ahead and start calculations on what it actually takes to make a rocket. Um, And his conclusion (laughs) was the raw materials involved to make one is about 3% of the total price that they're wanting to sell in one.
0: Yeah, of course he would.
1: That's Super G. Yeah, it is. Yeah. (laughs) So in two thousand and two, Elon started putting together his team and got Tom Mueller, who was a rocket engineer, and now and as of today, SpaceX's CTO of propulsion. Their first building was a seventy five thousand square foot warehouse in Segundo, California. And the first rocket they were building, they named the Falcon One as a homage to the Millennium Falcon from Star Wars. I actually didn't know that. Mm freaking wow. cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That was a fact. But then when I looked that up, I said, no fucking way. Like Two. Sorry, two. Shoot. Two. Mm-hmm. 2005, we're going to jump ahead a couple of years, SpaceX bought a 10% share of the uh, Survey Satellite Technology Company. Um, that's them starting to get their way into putting satellites in space for money for people, mm-hmm. if you know what I'm saying.
2: Uh, way, it's also a way to draw investor money and all that.
1: That's exactly what they did. Uh, by 2006, Elon actually had personally invested over 100 million dollars into the company and in 2008 spacex got another 20 million dollar investment from the founder fund in june of 2009 spacex announced the opening of its astronaut safety and mission assurance department meaning they were taking the steps from making rockets that work to saying okay now we've got rockets working how do we make sure people stay safe riding said rockets so they were on to the next step jeez the company has rapidly grown since it was founded, growing from 160 employees in 2005 to 500 by 2008 to 1,100 by 2010, jump ahead a few years, up to 5,000 in 2016. That's a hell of a lot of growth in employee gain. Yeah, Like, uh, a lot. <laughs> so they've had a lot of successful launches. They've also had a lot of failures. Um, but as of 2017, they are finally launching satellites and excess, and successfully reclaiming those rockets after launch to be reused, um, as well as actually launching like satellites into space and reclaiming that rocket. The process is working.
2: Yeah, we talked in one of our past episodes about how they sent one up to the space station carrying 6,400 pounds of cargo.
1: Yeah, so that's like they're working on – one of their biggest focuses, like I said, was – what i brought up in the beginning was it is to go to mars nasa doesn't need a bigger budget they need the budget to be more effective as in the technology we have does not get us there for a reasonable price that's where elon was like well let me just fix what we've got
2: let me take the economics (laughs) and the physics and mix them and boom spacex
1: so spacex like as far as like elon laying down what his goals were for spacex the ultimate goal of the company was to reduce the previous cost of going to space by a factor of 10. Hmm. As in previous shuttle missions, it's about $5,000 per pound of anything you take up there. Okay. So,
2: including the rocket itself.
1: Well, I mean, like you take the ship, every pound you add to it costs $5,000, okay? Okay. So, he's wanting to bring that down to like $500 a,
2: per pound. That's not ambitious at all.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that's the thing. We've talked about it before. I know in the past but it's the fact that he is launching rockets that he can then, once the rocket deploys its payload into space and then returns back down to the surface and can land that rocket. That's huge, because Absolutely. the cost of building a like a you know like we I said the Saturn V rocket it was five stages. You know every section that fell off just burns up in the atmosphere and then or not completely and then kind of floats around in space for the rest of forever. Right. We've got like ten thousand random pieces of junk orbiting the earth right now just trash up there this is avoiding more trash in space you think the ocean's dirty the space is dirty too
2: well yeah and just by the law of averages if you get to reuse that rocket instead of trash that rocket then Mm. it's going to bring that cost down way down pretty quick way down
1: so that was their ultimate goal um of course the What goes with that goal is the ability to have a rapid reuse launch system where every stage of the rocket system is reclaimed for repeat use. So they're even thinking about potentially still doing the two-stage rocket system, but both stages can still safely land on their platforms that they would have waiting for them out in the ocean, Hmm. which I think is pretty cool. And then the final goal of SpaceX is to send people safely and financially reasonably to mars by 2030
2: man he's so set on sending people to mars does he know something about mars that we don't know like what's there what to expect when you get there because
1: i've heard smart people argue this about elon musk and they all say i don't know what his ambition is for that like i think we should go to mars and explore it yes But he wants to go as far as like setting up a colony and having like essentially like a space station that stays there permanently right people Mm -hmm. that maybe rotate in and out but there's permanent presence there like and that's just a little sketch right off the bat to me
0: like well i mean when you become passionate about something
2: Right. But at what point does it cross into... But
1: he's wanting to go, like, like far with it. Like culty,
2: yeah. Like, and wanting to start his own civilization. Yeah, type of, no,
1: like, for real, like, the, the concepts are in... I've seen a lot of these things mm-hmm. where, like, the idea is to do underground living on Mars. And whereas... Because the radiation is an issue. Because Mars doesn't have a magnetic field, so it doesn't have the ability to repel radiation from the sun. So, therefore, the surface if you're on mars you're getting just low doses of radiation constantly hmm. and so pass. Yeah. pass i'm cool here <laughs> yeah yeah right so but that's the thing is you can't leave people on mars it's the same thing for people in space like radiation affects you no matter where you are once you're away from the earth because our magnetic field is what saves our asses mm-hmm. is what keeps all the radiation away Either way, I mean, you, the idea is to have things underground in, on Mars, So whereas the surface soil is <clears throat> preventing you from getting radiation poisoning, and everybody lives underground, like mole people.
2: And, yeah, yeah, again, pass. <laughs> well, he's already got the cool. company put together to do that, though.
1: I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, it makes sense. If you're going to build a base on Mars and you're going to try and keep people there for long term, you should build it underground because radiation radiation's a problem. Radiation only goes so deep. Yeah. Put them, put them below the radiation. And he knows all about it, and he's read all about it. So he's like, "Everybody, this is just the way it is." Mole Mars. people. <laughs> Mole people. That's what about ca- what about cars on Mars? Uh, actually, cars would be really efficient on Mars.
2: Cars would be efficient on Mars. <clears throat> that's kind of where i come in, So I'm going to talk about Tesla. But I think that it's it's really cool. Everything that you talked about was reusable, reusable, reusable. Cut costs, cut costs, sustainable. You mm-hmm. know, and that's exactly what Tesla is. Tesla. Elon actually is dubbed or. Uh, Coined as the co-founder, CEO, product architect at Tesla, overseeing all product development, engineering, and design of everything there. So again, that's where the physics degree comes in handy, but it made me curious about engineering and his engineering background. So I'm sure he's just like a naturally brilliant engineer. I'd
1: I'd say he probably is very brilliant.
2: The company, anyway, was founded in 2003. Uh, Like I said, the mission being... Bring sustainable energy effectively into the future hmm. so uh, Tesla was founded a little bit before SpaceX. Correct?
1: Well, SpaceX was like his early thoughts. Tesla was just something that came along while SpaceX was being developed. Okay,
2: because it was they were basically one and the same, but then Tesla just broke off and did a little bit different, having the domestic thought, SpaceX having the, the outer space right. thought. So Tesla being is, is incredible. I mean, I think of it with cars, obviously, but I'm going to get into a, a long thing of what they've got going on that just includes sustainable energy, battery, lithium-ion-powered battery energy. So their first, car, their first product was the Roadster sports car, which came in 2008. So they were founded in 2003, and basically for the first five years was all research and development, them trying to get the best engineers and the best designers and think tanks and all of these different trial and error, and they released their first Roadster sports car in 2008, followed by the Model S, their first sedan, was four years later. So, again, trial and error and all of these different things, and these vehicles were not very affordable no, to the but average that person. No, Roadster,
1: though, dude... Those roadsters are freaking... Oh,
2: they're crazy. sweet. That Model S sedan was named uh, Motor Trends Car of the Year in 2013, and it earned one of the highest ever national safety ratings for any car that's ever been. That's
1: pretty awesome. Yeah. Probably because that it does not surprise me explode. Either. No, I guess it could. Ion-Lithium
2: batteries can catch on fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I.E. hoverboards. Yeah. But Anyway, uh and a couple of weeks ago, they released uh, 30 units to employees of their Model 3, which we have talked about a couple of times on the podcast. Is mm-hmm. that being the uh, that's their economy their class. economy class car that's going to be for the you know everybody can afford it, thirty five thousand dollars with a two hundred and fifteen mile battery range on it as stock. So you can obviously upgrade that battery to be two hundred and ninety mile. Or 350 right. mile, but that's basically where the money is spent on these cards. You know, oh, that's uh, all, all these, the money. But all the other cars you think about, it's the engine, right? I mean, you pay for four cylinder, V six, <laughs> V eight, those types of things, and that's where the money difference a lot of times is with with you know different differing brands. But mm-hmm. it's going to be in the engine. So with Tesla's, it's with the battery. What the battery can do. Make well, sense? that's
1: like I mean, the the car itself. That's what you're paying for is the battery, like from my understanding these tesla electric cars are like a zero maintenance kind of thing like cuz you don't have to change the oil you don't have to you know change spark plugs no, none of those things I'm sure exist. there's some
2: maintenance well uh, hayden's pretty much hitting it right on most of any of the costs that you're going to have out of pocket For any kind of fixing is a new battery exactly. And a new battery might cost you between $2,500 and $6,000 As opposed to being able to get a Die hard battery at O'Reilly Auto Parts For right. 60 bucks, Don't Right but last. what's the
1: cost of a, a decently new vehicle That you've put 250,000 miles Don't on But no you know what I'm saying You've put the lifetime of a car on it And the engine needs to be replaced What's mm. that cost? five six thousand dollars for most cars shitload you know that's it's comparable to me you know
2: it's the same thing oh and one would argue that it's cheaper if you were to compare everything that that battery controls versus everything individually going out on a car and adding all that up to what the battery costs it's probably cheaper to get a battery right so but how often does every single thing go wrong in your car all at the same time but every time Every time, if it's a Ford. But anyway, in 2015, Tesla also rolled out two energy storage products, like home use. This is where it really gets awesome yeah. for me. So it's called the Powerwall Home and the Power Pack Industrial Scale Batteries. Um, and in 2016, they acquired Solar City, which was uh, the leading provider of solar power systems in the United States. And they plan to release solar roof options for homes. I think you and I have talked about this briefly. I think it was all off air, but we talked about how sleek design, uh, sleek of the design that they are, hmm. how cool they mm-hmm. look I've from aerial those. views, dude. I, super, they, they, and the, how efficient that they and, are. And the
1: reviews are good. Like as far as you know, it's your roof, right? So of course it has to, uh, you know, work. You know, you don't want to have water leaking into your house and that sort of stuff. And apparently these things are, like, tough. Like, they have, like, a a test video on their website where they're, like, firing, you know, golf ball-sized hail at it at, like, I forget how many miles an hour they're shooting. It's, like, 100 miles an hour, and it's just, like, not even putting dents in it. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Hmm. So All of the things that Elon
2: tough. thinks of to avoid. I mean, he dude's digging, talking about digging tunnels in Mars. I right. think he's going to figure out how to avoid hail, you know, on a roof. They're made in, of like so. obsidian or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so it's anyway, glass. Uh, the power pack software for Tesla has been used in Australia, actually, as recently as the past summer. And get this: to help over 1.7 million people have power that were left without power due to bad storms and uh, massive, massive heat wave. That came through Australia this past summer. So basically, what they did, Tesla was granted the bid. Well, after they won the bid, I should say, an aggressive, contentious bidding war, and they they got granted it um, in the contract to supply a power pack to attach to a local wind turbine farm in Australia. So this lithium ion power pack was attached to this wind turbine and it kept storing up all this energy, all this electricity, I should say. Mm -hmm. And then they would take that power pack to the city, and they would attach that to the generators of the city, to the power grid, and they'd be able to run the city on that power pack during peak hours of usage. How freaking cool is that?
1: You're saying support, not run.
2: Support. I mean, we'll absolutely be able to control the peak usage hours of it.
1: On its own, though. No. Is this like a semi truck sized battery? Is that what we're talking about? I want to say.
2: It, I want to say it was. Gosh, one hundred megawatts. Does that sound? One point
1: twenty one gigawatts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think
2: it was MW that was next to it. That's megawatts. And so. then a slash one twenty nine MWh, whatever that is, was the size of the battery. Wow. I didn't understand it, so I didn't write it down. But thanks for making me look like an ass. But But anyway, a big-ass battery, and the cool part about it is when they're now going to look at the way that their electrical infrastructure is set in the entire country of Australia – and they are going to redo their power grid based on these lithium-ion battery setups with wind turbine farms. So they're going to go charge all these batteries at the wind turbine farms and be able to just to recycle them into the power grid yep. to be able to run it on sustainable, renewable energy, That's right? That's
1: real shit, dude. No, That's for insane. real, I, I, I don't want to... No, this is again. real shit. I'm, tell- no, this I'm is talking happening. about like the amount of electricity we waste running it across power lines that go great distances is unreal like every single day like the amount of electricity that we send over you know state lines and stuff like the really long distance stuff like all of that if in just one day could power like florida like there's so much wasted electricity because it has to go so far because it's not perfect efficiency. When you run electricity 100 miles down yeah, the power line, for there's sure. degradation. Yeah. So having your system set up like that where everything is much more localized, you don't have that oh, degradation. Oh, and stored. Yeah. Like you don't have that degradation. And Turned on and off
2: like a switch.
1: It's just more efficient. That's mm-hmm. what it is. You don't require that coal plant to burn that much extra because they're going to lose so much before it gets to you. Correct. Like it's just a huge advantage. That's where we really should be moving, but – you
2: know well, we'll Australia is doing it I know they' they're really doing it they're gonna do it bit by bit in their country and they're gonna do it basically one and a half to two million people at a time they're just gonna to start to redo power grids and they're gonna do it because they already have in in the outback you know they've got wind turbine farms everywhere in Australia they are all about them some wind energy all about some wind energy mm-hmm. so um, hmm. it, it, that's something that Elon won that bid and this is a benefit of that. So they're going to do that in December. Uh, when It's supposed to be complete in December, all of the extra things that they're going to do to it. Because right now it's just the support because of the storms and the heat wave. So right. it's just support right now. So now – but once it started working so well, they're like, oh, shit, we're going to do this for real. So it's it's going to provide enough power for over 30,000 homes for constant wow. power, for over 30,000 homes and it's going to be the largest lithium-ion battery storage project in the world. So again, setting the precedent, and it's Bring Mr. It Elon crazy. Musk. So thanks to the success of that in Australia as far as the power grid as a whole, the Power Wall, which was the home product, is now actually becoming a hit to customers in Australia and being installed in people's homes so that they can use it to power their individual home. So if this if their province, I think is or another states in Australia. I think I'm I'm not really sure what how they divide their country regions or provinces or states or whatever. But they definitely are um, section by section right, right, um, right. going to go through this with the Elon Musk the bigger scale thing, like the Northern but parts, Holmes, Queensland. I think. But the homes are going to be able to do it on their own. Basically, they could set up an appointment. <laughs> On right. the internet and say, Hey, I wanna I want you to set up this power wall thing. I so want I can, in on this. Yeah. That's or, cool.
1: I want in on this. Yeah, I really, really want one at my house
2: now. <laughs> so and it's it's the same technology that they use to stabilize the power grid they're gonna use in the home. And it's the same thing that they're gonna be able to use in their cars. And it's the same thing that they're gonna be able to use in their rockets. And it's the same thing that they're gonna be able to use in Hyperloop. And mm. dude is just Fucking brilliant! Three
1: <laughs> swear jar, but maybe well deserved.
2: Brilliant! I know, dude. Unbelievable, man. When I started looking more and more, I'm thinking I Tesla's just cars. I can't. I'm not the car guy. I can't talk about that.
1: I'd like to think that once both of our cars are 100% paid off, which would be a few years from now, that the next car I buy will hopefully be in just like a full electric car. Maybe like in three or four years, Tesla will have. An even better version of their economy class that they can really mass produce even better. Trial and error again. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, because that's this year. So what's three years from now look like? How many models down the road they got? You know, I like, don't
2: understand how... Is there something that I don't get about this? <laughs> like, why is this not more of a thing?
1: It It is... Dude, it's right there on the verge of where these industries of like power where they have to be more cost effective than petroleum and coal that's the so
2: do you can you give me an educated answer as to why lithium ion batteries are so expensive
1: because they are a precious metal we have to mine them from mountains and they are very hard to get and so just like gold it's a heavy metal that is very rare and so you can't just have an infinite amount of it they are expensive like I said, you have to mine mountains to get it. But if we could come up with a battery that's better, then things would really change. But that's a that's a whole other discussion. That's a whole other discussion. <laughs> mm-hmm. But
2: Which we will have one day.
1: But it, that's all these industries need is to be just a... They're already right there. They're so close to being the price per kilowatt of power is got to get cheaper than what it is for the coal plant to burn it. The second that happens, then it is now financially going to make more sense for people to invest in that product because it's makes more money than this product.
2: Right. Well, you know Elon is all about batteries and magnets. Right. You know, I mean it's that's where his thought process is. And we didn't even get into Hyperloop. You know, Jared from a prior episode, I think it was episode 12 or 11 that Jared was on and he shared with me and with you I think mm-hmm. a video of the Hyperloop test run that they had a like GoPro camera set up to the front of did you retweet that we should we should retweet we'll now. retweet we it were. now but <laughs> it's incredible the thing goes from to ride. zero to 124 miles an hour like I don't know it looks seems like instantly oh, that's so sick. and then it goes from 124 miles to zero what seems like instantly <laughs> So it was pretty clever. And
1: all cle- my brain just hit the front of my skull. Right. It was, it was pretty <laughs>
2: clever, though. Uh, some things that I saw some people mentioning on that tweet, uh, somebody said to Elon, how do you, you know, in 140 characters or less, can you describe to me how you get that thing to stop so fast? And Elon, you know, he responds to people on Twitter. It was something that, you know, we've talked cool. about. Yeah. And his answer was simple. He just said, breaks. but but then something else that people talked about i thought this was neat it's a whole other market for the hyperloop tunnels think about advertisements that could be on the sides of the walls and the way that you would have to stretch that advertisement out over so many feet for people to be able to see it
1: oh my mind just blew up dude like that the wall of the tunnel it's like frame by frame animation so as you're going yeah. by it it's like a video you just read yeah, my so mind
2: and that's hmm. that is like the biggest graffiti artists and wall artists in the world have already looked at that as a challenge as wow. this this is how the next step for us is to be able to accurately paint something in there or whatever and People be able to see what it is to basically have a freaking movie while you're watching because that's what it would be. It would be like a old Mickey Mouse Disney flip book. Yeah, a motion picture. A motion picture, exactly. That's but, insane. If it's possible, Elon Musk gonna have part of it.
1: I'm talking about. I want to see that like that graffiti artist like give us like a mind blowing moment.
2: Well, you know that Elon would if it's something that he thinks is possible, he'll let somebody try it. Yeah, you're totally right there. Because, I mean, unless he's planning on selling it for ad space, but he doesn't seem like one of those corporate dudes that would no. sell out for the money.
1: Now we talked about this. Tesla loses like so much money per year because they put so much money in product development because mm-hmm. they're just trying to make that awesome thing. They're losing tons and tons and tons of money every quarter, but they're producing a product that they know in the long term is going to come back around to make that company... Billions.
2: Oh, the potential causes investors to just go crazy. Yeah.
1: But there's also like competition is involved. Competition is definitely involved when it comes to like things that have been around as long as big oil Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. You know, there's. Well, yeah, like coal, everyone, you know, I'm not trying to get political here, but coal disappeared not because of any sort of regulation. Coal died because fracking came around and fracking is easier and more effective. Just like if wind energy, hydroelectric, and solar energy become more effective and easier than natural gas, then how, who's to say that it, the natural series of events don't occur as well, you know, like it did for coal?
2: Oh, I mean, just the big corporations, that's all. Yeah, that's, but that's, was, that's my point
1: earlier was, like, if the money makes it, if they make more profit doing this because it becomes cheaper for them, that's the direction they're going to go. Right. They're not just going to say, we're sticking with oil and coal because it's, the better thing no they're going to go wherever the money is period
2: yeah i mean well elon musk is one of the most intriguing people on earth currently and i i think we could talk about him for another hour that we can consider this our part one of our elon musk dive because i'm sure a few (laughs) episodes from now we'll talk about hyperloop or the next thing cool that they do the next country that he resets their freaking power grid with batteries that blew my mind man and that happened this past summer so you know everybody have a drink you know toast to elon musk for this one so again this episode of the big red van brought to you by five gum unofficially the cobalt blue flavor of five gum hey your breath stinks yeah you need some gum all right i'll get some all right cool yeah that just (laughs) happened so anyway Thank you again, Blake. You sat through that, and did you learn anything? Yes, I learned a whole lot. Are you? You need I'm to follow, mind is blown right follow now. Elon Musk on Twitter, man. It's, it's a good follow. Absolutely. It's I, a really I good follow. I already have. Tonight. All right. We will send out, we'll retweet that video. Thanks again. Yeah, one more time. Thank you again for joining us. Get Thanks Blake, for having me. Check Blake at uh, Temple uh, Human Performance. He is uh, that myoskeletal therapist at Temple Human Performance, templehp.com. Check it at facebook.com, templehp, 865-288-4412. Ask for Blake. Mention BRV. Get $25 off a session with Mr. Blake. That's $25 off of a session with Mr. Blake. Get you myoskeletal aligned and therapied. So thank you again, Mr. Blake. We appreciate it. Everybody, we're going to catch you on the next one.